Oh, welcome back. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. And thanks for uh, listening to our program today or watching our program. It's very odd to see myself on this camera, wherever that camera is. Uh, there's like four of them here. It's that one. Okay. There you go. Now I know the camera. Not to look at. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's, uh, where were we here? Oh, next guest is Barbara Lyons. And I think I uh, misstated the organization's name at the intro. If I can do this off the top of my head, Barbara is with the Patients' Rights Action Fund. Barbara, is that correct? That's correct. Bob. Hey, got I got it. it right. Good. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. That's I don't know what I was thinking. It was maybe a little bit too early in the morning. And there you are. Now I can see you in person. What a treat this is this morning. Barbara, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. You are, are fast becoming sort of the uh, guru on what's going on in various states regarding efforts to enact uh, physician-assisted suicide laws. Um, tell us a little bit about most states are kind of winding down or done by now. Not all. But uh, how's it going nationally? Um, what, are any developments recently? Because the good news for us in Illinois is so far we have not seen any legislation introduced. And it doesn't appear to be imminent, but we all know at some point in time we'll probably see a bill here. But at least in Illinois we've been holding our own. What's going on in the rest of the country? First, Bob, it's a pleasure to be with you and your viewers and listeners yeah, this morning. Yeah, exciting. I'm a nice format here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very a very active spring. I would say the most activity this spring took place in Connecticut, New Mexico, and Nevada. Unfortunately, New Mexico joined the number of states that have legalized assisted suicide. It was a, a unfortunate event. And the New Mexico law is a little bit different. It, just, it literally just went into effect a few days ago. It's a little different from laws enacted in other states in that it allows nurse practitioners and physician assistants to write prescriptions for lethal drugs. But it also has some um, some features that are different in that uh, it does not require the falsification of the death certificate, and it does not uh, allow insurance companies to, to force insurance companies to pay because it is a suicide. The Connecticut battle, it passed in one committee, which it has not... Uh, heretofore done before, uh, and then it was stopped in the second committee. And in Nevada, there were several public hearings and it did not proceed any further. So we were really happy with those efforts. And I will say that particularly in Nevada and Connecticut, we had very, very large coalitions, diverse people, groups, individuals, you know, medical disability, um, minority, uh, that that engaged in the battle, and I just can't stress enough, we didn't have enough people in New Mexico, and this is not a criticism of the ones that we had. We did not have that broad group of people. In terms of Illinois, it's my understanding that uh, someone is poised to introduce legislation in 2022. And so I think it's really important that Illinois become educated and engaged on this issue. And of course, you know, we have a nice big broad coalition in Illinois. We're going to be working to make sure that everybody is engaged and active to uh, keep Illinois on the list of states that does not allow lethal drugs. Are there any patterns you see developing across the country about states that are willing to enact it versus those that are not? I think you just alluded to one of them, which is the ability to organize in a in a effective way and in, in a coalition is that the most effective is that the most important characteristic about our ability to to defeat these things or are there other things i think it's yeah i think it's imperative most of the laws that have been enacted are in so-called blue states yeah 
So it's really important that we educate and engage democratic legislators. And many times the only way we can do that is through uh, diverse coalitions to get minority representatives involved. The disability community has been just very, very key. Uh, they've literally stopped laws from being passed in many states. Uh, we, we also stopped an expansion bill in Washington state. I wanted to, to um, and again, mm -hmm. very broad collision. We had a huge disability contingent in Washington state to prevent that expansion bill from going forward. Uh, right now, there's an expansion bill in California that is moving. In fact, there's a public hearing tomorrow. I'm not wow. sure if we can stop that bill there. Um, they want the Compassion and Choices, that's the largest proponent organization of assistance who say wants the big states. So they want an Illinois, they want a New York. Um, we're going to have our hands full in Massachusetts this fall. I would say that's where all the efforts are going to be this fall on both sides of the issue. And Massachusetts has had this on the ballot, I believe, didn't it, years ago when they refused to pass it? So they've they've been talking about this for, gosh, it's been, what, 10 years maybe? Yeah. Yeah, the ballot initiative was in 2012. Wow. And it was defeated. Yes, it was yeah. defeated. But um you know, for example, in the Joint Committee on Public Health in Massachusetts, there are maybe, I don't know, 20 members, and I think 13 of them are co-sponsors of the legislation. <laughs> so yeah. we are we have our work cut out for us in Massachusetts, and no. we're uh, going to be heavily engaged in that state. And, you know, and then in the first of the year, it will be states like Illinois and New York. Um, the Nevadas and the, and the New Mexicos and some of those states go away for two years, so we can you know, not be concerned about those states for, well, New Mexico it's passed, but not be concerned about Nevada and a couple of other states for two more years. This is an issue that cuts across political lines, though. I mean, I, I think that some people assume like, oh, the Republicans all vote no and Democrats are more inclined to it. But this doesn't this issue doesn't really cut that way. I, I think that uh, I would anticipate that there will be Republicans in Illinois that may be more open to this than we would like. Uh on the negative side, but on the positive side, I think there's going to be more Democrats that are going to be leery of it uh, than than maybe anticipated. So it doesn't necessarily. It, it kind of is one of those issues that it it and and I think uh, uh, this is probably the case. It's the case in in some issues more than others, but I I think this is also an issue that it depends on sort of your individual experience if you've had. Uh, an experience with an with a parent or an elderly person that you've cared for, um, what happened with that experience? I think affects people's voting uh, more so than maybe other issues that I've dealt with. Do you think that's the case? Oh, absolutely. And I would say that proponents' strongest uh, strongest case is that they bring forth numbers of individuals yeah. who talk about either their own. Uh, ability to have the lethal drugs available because they have a, a, a critical illness or grandma Betty or uncle Joe or their mother or their father. So they're, they're keen on experiences they've had and they're, they're, it's kind of a misplaced compassion that they want to prevent uh, a suffering death from others. Now, the good thing is that we've seen many advances in palliative and hospice care over the years, and that has helped tremendously to ease people into a mm -hmm. peaceful death. Um, but but the personal stories are very, very important. And I know that it's going to be important in Illinois that we yep. gather personal stories from our side of the, of the issue. Uh, the pa Patients' Rights Action Fund has spent the last probably six months gathering 
a number of personal stories that we have in a very shortened form to, you know, to talk about different aspects of the issue from disability to minority to whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think you're exactly right in terms of um, making this a bipartisan issue because there are many in the Democratic Party that understand the ramifications of legalizing assisted suicide and certainly we want them. And they, they essentially, the Democrats essentially killed the bill in Nevada was a democratic control committee and they just, they held it in committee and didn't process it any further. So that's the type of, of um, energy and effort that we need going forth in all the states, including Illinois. Uh, the other interesting aspect of this in which engages the minority populations is if you look at who has asked for lethal drugs in the states where it's legal, teeny tiny percentage of Hispanic and Latino right. people are, it's it's mostly white wealthy people right. that are requesting the drugs. Right. And I think that's a, a good point on our side. It is. Um, the other thing is that of the people that are requesting the drugs, they're requesting them for disability related concerns, not for pain and suffering. So that engages the disability community because they see that as um, the public not wanting individuals to have a disability and as kind of denigrating their the, the lifestyle that they have to lead based on the fact that they do have a disability. So those are kind of strong points in our favor, plus the inability of the medical community to accurately diagnose when a person is actually going to die. I mean, it just, the, the statistics are, are terrible in terms of their predictability. Yeah, uh, you bring up some many good points, and uh, I, I, I hope and I pray that w we had a little bit of a test case like it was two years ago um, when the city yes. of Evanston was experimenting with a resolution that would have uh, urged the General Assembly to pass physician-assisted suicide, and they couldn't do it, um, which I thought was good. Uh, it, it, look, the outcome was good, but I, I think what even was more satisfying to me personally was just to see the number of uh, advocates for, uh, in the disability community show up, and they were they were they were very vocal and very persuasive. Um, I, I was pleasantly s not surprised, but it was good to see that kind of advocacy and how determined they were to make their points. That was a terrific effort. I, 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 it was interesting because, as you know, we had like our first meeting of yeah. a coalition That's of people, like... and it was a great meeting. It was you know, again this broad-based group right. that we keep discussing here. And everyone showed up for that Evanston effort. And it was, I, I thought it was one of the most satisfying things we've done. I thought it was really great. Uh, the other thing I want to mention too, Bob, that's a, a very telling argument for our side is that we have had instances where people have been refused life-saving treatment because of expense and then offered assisted suicide instead and uh, because it's much cheaper. And as the issue goes on, and if it becomes more widespread, we're gonna see more of that because it's tremendous cost savings to governments and insurance companies to not have to pay for treatment and instead just provide some pills. So that that's a very powerful, powerful argument that is uh, recognized by many people. Barbara, we got to run. Uh, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Tell us a little bit before we go about how people can contact the Patients' Rights Action Fund and how do uh, they make donations, that kind of thing, to support your very, very, very needed and important work. Oh, thank you so much, Bob. You can go to our website at patientsrightsaction.org. And uh, there you can get lots of information, resources, and also have the ability to donate. And we would appreciate your help. Again, we are probably the premier organization, and we are the premier organization that is is 
leading efforts on this uh, subject. So yeah, doing a great really job organizing that. people, getting people to talk to each other, even people that that live side by side each other in the same state. <laughs> Barbara, Correct. thanks so much for taking some time. PatienceRightsAction.org. Thanks for taking some time this morning uh, to talk a little bit about what's going on across the country. Don't go right. We'll be we coming right back or are we going right to the go? Okay, we're going to go right back uh, and talk to some of our guests about uh, recent topics on immigration. Don't go away. Don't go away.